Welcome to the Straight Out of Home Video Podcast, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Today's episode is The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. And with me to talk about all the lion-y goodness is Brie. Hello. And Hope. Hi, you guys. Are you guys ready to talk some not quite Kuna Matata? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, Hope, what I've been doing whenever Bree's on the show, I've asked them to give a summary of what the movie's about. Bree, can you give a description? <gasps> I know, I'm so excited. Lion King 2 Simba's Pride, a tale of two lions torn apart, both households uh, separated <laughs> by hate. <laughs> Two young lovers uh, discover each other and, um, again, are torn apart because of um, hate. Uh, Simba doesn't like Kovu's mom and uh, the other lionesses because they are um, Scar followers or, like, Scar fanboys, you know? Uh, fangirls, I guess I should say. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, like, they're like fangirls. They stand Scar, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, Kovu falls in love with uh, Kiara. And Kiara is uh, the privileged daughter of Simba. And, of course, uh, Kovu's mom uh, hates them because, you know, they're like Scar. So, um, <laughs> you know, Keep they, they eventually, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they get torn apart because no one wants to see them together. And... Uh, Kovu kind of grows up in the whole plan of you're going to end up killing Simba because that's what Scar would want. And what I find really interesting. Oh, no, I shouldn't even talk about that. That's not the summary. And um, <laughs> and so then <laughs> just going into what I find interesting. And then uh, uh, Kiara and Kovu eventually meet and she's like, oh, lovey-dovey, heart eyes, heart eyes. And he's like, oh, hey, uh, mission. And uh, but then he ends up falling in love and they fall in love. And Rufiki's like, let's get together because I had a weird premonition about Mufasa. And he said, you guys were going to save everything. And, um, you know, bring the two household lion prides uh into one and uh eventually there's a great deception song where they ban kovu and eventually love finds a way and then you remember that kovu is voiced by max goof and it ruins all his hotness <laughs> oh i'm sorry yeah. wait we gotta go back a little bit did you just say a lion is hot uh, oh kovu was very uh, yeah okay here yeah. here i'm gonna open this hi i'm hope i'm absolutely a furry also, tell me that Kovu's not hot. Tell me that the captain in Treasure Planet, the cat captain lady, she's hot. Dude. Uh, I, I, I always found Robin Hood very attractive for a fox. Very attractive. But everybody's a little yeah. bit of a furry because if you weren't attracted to like Robin Hood growing up, there's something wrong yep. with you. That's a sexy ass No, Robin fox. Hood was like a simp. Oh, I would simp for Robin Hood. But those Absolutely. are like animophorbic. Oh, how do I say it? They Those were, like were more human, human animals. <laughs> okay. You're telling me that Kovu's not cute? All right, listeners. So what you're going to do, if you thought Kovu was cute growing up, leave a comment. I don't know what website this is on. <laughs> oh, they can find us the anyone. They, they just need, they just need to spam Candace and be like, Kovu's hot. I don't know a single person I didn't grow up with that didn't think Kovu was hot. He's a nightmare boy in a lion he form. He absolutely is. And then it hit me like a sledgehammer. He's voiced by James Marsden, who is also the voice of Max Goof in the Goofy movie. Yep. <laughs> and absolutely ruined everything for me suddenly. 
It has some interesting voice actors. Most of the original actors are back. Yeah, except for the except one important one. Bree, who is the person who's missing? Rowan Atkinson. He is the best. He plays Izazu in the first movie, and no one can replace him as that finicky bird Mm-mm. in my books. Not even uh, John Oliver. someone did. Okay, yeah, someone did, and that was a wrong choice, Disney. I will fight you on this. Do you think they just, like, they probably reached out to him. They got everybody else, but... I don't maybe know. Maybe that was Rowan's fault. I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to blame okay. Mr. Bean for anything. I mean, okay. there's there's also always the thing that they just couldn't resign his contract, or maybe he was asking too much. This is a straight-to-DVD movie. Which is surprising, though, because really the quality with this one is better than any straight-to-DVD that we've yeah. seen so far. Oh, and just yeah. letting you know, we saw, like, Return of Jafar, and that was... <laughs> That was rough. It was so rough. I I just snorted there. That's how badly it was. Best of the direct-to-DVD ones. Like, I I also have a soft spot for Cinderella 3, but just because Cinderella 3 does something with the prince that I've been wanting them to do with Disney princes forever, which was give him a personality. (laughs) Lion King's a better made movie. This one I personally like better than Lion King, but that's just me. Okay, so this actually came out in theaters in Europe, which is interesting. Why well, wouldn't they release faster. it here? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Let's go from the start. So the song that opens the movie is "He Lives in You," he lives which is in actually you. which is actually used in the Broadway version. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. And I was talking on Twitter with some people, and they're like, "I actually like that song better than Circle of Life." And I was like, "Wow!" It's like, but I can see that definitely. Circle of Life song. is iconic. He lives in you is catchy. Yeah. yeah, and it kind of gave me chills for a second. I was like, oh, he lives in me? <laughs> so it starts kind of like at the end of Lion King when Rafiki, you know, holds up the baby lion cub and it's Kiara. And Pumbaa and Timon are like, oh, we're going to teach that little guy everything. And that's when the conspiracy then- theory started too. The He's switch like- of lions? Well, so okay. If I can sidetrack into Copa territory for a second. So at the end of the Lion King, like the original Lion King, the lion that they hold up is a very yellow lion. Kiara in this movie is more tan, and there's this whole like side canon that's not actually in Disney canon anymore with a lion named Copa, and he was in the series of side books where he was actually Simba Nala's child. And wait, like, what? Yeah, it's oh, there's a whole oh, it's just a whole thing of Disney writing books, but nothing's in the movies. Yeah, and what this is actually not canon. Like when they were making mm. uh, Lion King two, they didn't even know that these books were written. So these like side books with Copa are completely thrown out of Disney canon. But a lot of people have made conspiracy theories about Lion King two that it's Copa at the end of Lion King and Zira and her people killed Copa, which is why Simba <laughs> kicked them out. Like it's a deep dive conspiracy theory in Lion King fandom. <laughs> Anyway, wait, what I was saying, Timon and Pumbaa are going on about how they're going to teach the little guy everything, and then Rafiki tells them it's a girl, and they faint. So Pumon and Timon are sexes, is what I'm going for. I can see that. Yeah. yeah they're also like, the very gay he- uncles of this movie. <laughs> That's very true. Why they are really they are. Nathan Lane is, is nothing more than the gay uncle in everything he does. As cubs, Kiara and Kovu, they meet up. And they have a small little adventure together. Find that's, out that... Go ahead. That's a sad scene, too. Like, watching Kovu not knowing how to play. 
And then Zero shows up and offers to feed her own child to Simba just to scare him. Like, oh, that's a very traumatic scene. Like, I have so many notes about, like, indoctrination of Zero's poor children, but it's just watching him not understanding a very basic childhood concept of playing, it just shows the kind of abuse and trauma he was raised in. Well, yeah, I mean, they were they were unhealthily obsessed with Scar. I mean, that's... Okay, let's go into the Scar. So, they keep saying Kovu isn't Scar's son, but... He no. was chosen by Scar to be his heir. Yeah. Heir, yeah. That was a Disney choice, so he wouldn't it wouldn't be incest with Kovu and Kiara. Yes. The then D- Disney CEO, Michael Eisner, urged Kovu's relationship to Scar to be changed during production because being Scar's son would make him Kiara's cousin once removed. Or second cousin. They didn't want to weird people out. You know, it is interesting though, because, you know, uh Kovu has an older brother. And Played by Andy Dick. What I find interesting, I'm glad they kept this great touch to it, is when Scar chose an heir, he chose the youngest, which is Kovu. And I like that because, uh, you know, Scar was salty that Mufasa, as the eldest brother, got to be the heir automatically. So I like that they kept that, like, nice touch in. Because interesting is, him being older, he knows what a pre-Kovu world was like. He wasn't raised in this worshipping Kovu thing that his younger sister was raised in, which makes him very, even more, he's a very tragic character to me because it's clear that there was a point where his mother just stopped caring because he wasn't the chosen one and just kind of let him fend for himself. And he's also his mother's punching bag. She Almost all the physical humor is directed at Nuka. And, and she's constantly hurting him to where he's now pretty much this broken character obsessed with trying to surpass his younger brother and to live in his eyes. And I think, I I feel like I learned this at one point, so I'm like 80% positive about this. Don't quote me, I could be wrong because I was trying to find it. I think Nuka is the first on-screen Disney death, um, which makes it even like even more crazy to like watch his entire arc because he's I think he's the first character that we actually get to see die on screen in a in a Disney movie. So as Brie alluded, this is Romeo and Juliet inspired. Oh, just well, like, yeah. but just like how Lion King was inspired by Hamlet. Yeah. So, so Nuka is kind of like the Mercutio of Romeo and Juliet. He dies, is killed, mm. and that makes it go further. And that death, it's something that I remembered from this movie from being a kid. And apparently a line was cut that he says to his mother before he dies, well, well, now you're paying attention to me Mm. or something like that. And they cut that because that was way too dark. Oof. That would have been, oof. That's like an HBO line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Guess it got your attention now or something like that. Yeah, no, but that would have been deep if he said that. Yeah. yeah. I almost wish they kept that in. I I absolutely love Nuka and Vitani as a character. I, I find them far more interesting than Kiara. I actually find Kiara very boring. Um but Well, that's I, because Juliet is boring. Comparative, uh she is the Juliet of this story and Yeah. No, she is. Oh, and the older Kiara is played by Nev Campbell. How weird is that? I'm trying to remember who Nev Campbell is. Scream, <laughs> Scream franchise. Nev Campbell was in Party of Five. There's, it's interesting that they used heavily oh. influenced by Shakespeare in this. I mean, 
I don't think Disney has done. I feel like these are the two most Shakespeare movies that Disney has ever done. Who are these lions' father? Because we don't see any other male lion. It's- well, you would assume Scar because technically a pride can really only have one lion, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're all technically related to each other. Actually, depending on how deep you want to get into it, because there's a whole other show called The Lion Guard, which is which takes place in the middle of this movie, because it's about Kian, who is Kiara's younger brother. And Lion Guard ends before she's an adult in this movie. And her younger brother, Kian, leaves. Um, but there are other male lions. There are other nearby prides and stuff um, that happens. Like, I think there's one called, like, the Night Pride, which is where Keon meets his queen. Um, so there are, like, other lions in this canon. But they're and also in the side stories with Copa, you meet other male lions, too. But for the most part, I just don't think they want us to think that deep about it. Because... I, I feel like I read somewhere that technically everyone's sort of related, but they don't want it to be their way. But they, well, I they mean, have brought up in lions. other Yeah, they have brought up another canon that there are other male lions and other nearby prides. But the thing is, if they were if they are scar stands, then I would assume they're only scar followers because they like him and they got with him. That's the only logical reason I could see. Yeah. The, the Outsiders were actually originally part of Simba's Pride. Um, and I kind of want to talk about the title in a minute. But um, they were actually defectors from Mufasa and Simba, Simba's original Pride. Because when Scar was ruling, they were like, yeah, we like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So they left with him. Um, right. A- after his death. So, But, you would, but he, when Scar took over at one point, they would probably be there, right? They would yeah. have been in the Pride. They, uh, yep. Right. So he had a he had a got with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just going to say that. So can we talk about the whole like destiny versus defying fate kind of thing going on? Because Kiara brings that up a couple times where in her song that she sings with Simba, like, well, I forgot what it's called. But even those who are gone are with us when we move on. One family under the it's sun. It's We Are One. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I can't remember the title. Um, in that she questions that, like, what her destiny is and if it's predetermined for her when all she wants to do is to be herself. And that's really the biggest drive for her this entire movie is all she wants to do is be her own lioness, go out, meet this friend, have her own way while Simba is just lording over her. But then we see that she's trying to defy her own fate, but Mufasa then lays down hey, you have this destiny to unite the tribes by doing this whole thing of what you're doing anyway, which is going off and running off and having dates with this other hot guy. And so there's it, there's this weird kind of thing where it's trying to tell the story about defying and making your own fate, but also there's this whole destiny which messes that up. It's, it's a very weird kind of story because Kovu has that sort of thing too where he's been predetermined to kill... Scar, or to kill Mufa or Simba. There's so many lions <laughs> to kill Mu- to kill Simba, and he defies that destiny that's been predetermined for him. So the story works much better with him, and it's a much more clear story. But it just doesn't work with Kiara because there's this whole muddling of Mufasa 
yelling at Rafiki to make his granddaughter, you know, smosh. Mush. Yeah, they didn't they didn't need that. I think Wait, that was- let's go back. Okay, so Kovu's chosen by Scar to be his heir, which means to replace him as king when Scar is gone, right? Yes. So that's his destiny. So by Kovu getting together with Kiara, that technically will make him king someday. So actually his destiny was fulfilled. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This movie is about as much of a train wreck as Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> but I love it. At least the lions don't poison themselves. I was just happy so, that the, the Simba or Nala didn't die. That was in one of the drafts that Simba would die, but they were worried that would be too traumatic, which I think as a child. Mufasa, I think nothing could have faced me after that. Oh, no. Even as a kid, I'd be like, another dad dying? No, thank you. We've been yeah. having to deal with moms dying since Bambi. Okay, let's talk about some alternatives, more alternative stuff that happened. So at the very end, there's a brawl. And of course, the Romeo and Juliet, Kovu and Kiara are like, let's not fight. We're in love. Blah, 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 blah. And Zira is like, fuck this shit. And she goes off and she's clinging to the cliff because this is the way people, lions die yes. in Disney. And Kiara, of course, has to save her. It's always with these heroes. They have to look like they're going to save the villain. Have you noticed that with Disney? Well, yeah. Remember in Aladdin? It saved the cat, literally. Yeah. Was nearly exactly the same as the original, except when Kiara offers her her paw, Zira looks at her and looks at the river and is like, Never. And she, like, suicides <laughs> off. I love it. Zira is such a good villain. She's like, nah, bitch. I'm going to eat myself. Yeah, exactly. Rather than get help from her enemy, she's like, peace. She's a psycho fangirl. Like, I, I love a good villain. Like, I live for villains. They're my favorite. And she is... Sometimes you just need villains that don't get redeemed. Sometimes you just need people. And I loved a good, I love a good redeemed villain. Give me, give me a Loki any day. Give me a Hordak from Shira any day. But sometimes you just need villains that are evil and non-redeemable to be there. And yeah, they're it, evil for no, without reason. She's a fanatic. I'm absolutely fanatic with one of the best villain songs, may I say. <laughs> I love Zero's Lullaby. It's one of my favorite Disney songs. Do you like of it better than Scars? Yes. Okay, Ooh. well, here's a little trivia, which isn't really that interesting anymore, but Josh Whedon co wrote that song. Oh, cool. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that. I, I'm like, oh, yay, knowledge. Josh Whedon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah know, exactly. That's, that's basically the sentiment. Yay, knowledge. <laughs> Fuck that dude. <laughs> oh, apparently some other actresses were considered for the voice of Kiara. You mean- Are you ready for these 90s names? Mm-hmm. Can I say one of them? Go for it. Sarah Jessica Parker. Ooh. Yes, which would have been really gross since yep. she is married to Matthew Broderick, who plays Simba. But other people were Jennifer Love Hewitt, who was also in Party of Five. Aww. Julia Roberts. No way! Uh, yeah, that would have been weird. Alicia Silverstone <gasps> and Jennifer Aniston. Alicia Silverstone, I, I mean, is a good choice. Why was we cheated? I feel so sad now. Alicia Silverstone, I feel so cheated now. Nev Campbell's good, though, and I like her from Scream. She is yeah. very good in this role. She did solid. It was solid. It's just acting, parts like that are just kind of boring. It's not her fault. Can I uh bring up... A point about the title Simba's Pride, which maybe 
consider who is the actual main character of this story. Is it Kiara or is it Simba? I thought Simba's pride had a dual meaning of the group of lions, which is a pride, but also that his daughter is his pride and joy. Oh, I just thought that it was his pride, like he was too prideful to see beyond his own uh, sight, basically. Guys, we're reading way too much into this movie. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna. <laughs> but, no, Welcome but it's to true because my he... podcasts. <laughs> because you know, really though, if you think about it, before they sing my absolute favorite song, "Not One of Us," basically Simba is like, "You came here for judgment." He is playing judge, jury, everything against Kovu, and. You know, he won't even let Kovu explain. You know, this is um, after he just got his scar, which Zira gave to him because she's trying to make him a mini scar and she wants everyone to see him as being a mini scar, right? Like, you know, he's the pure evil. And I think Simba is prideful <laughs> too much to the point where he casts that judgment without hearing anyone, hearing from Kiara hearing from Kovu, their point of views. So that's where I think Simba's pride is. Boom. Okay, so I grew up with this movie. I remember watching it for the first time in middle school. And then when I met my best friend in high school, she was obsessed with Lion King. So that's where I gained all my weird knowledge about Lion King is through her. Um, so I, But I haven't seen this movie since high school. So it was really fun coming back and like just delving into something I grew up with. But this time watching it, I would almost argue that Simba's the main character, not Kiara and not Kovu, because the entire story is wrapped around him. And every time there's like, like we open and it's about Simba and his kid and it's about like, and it's about Kovu killing Simba, not Kovu wanting to fall in love. Like everything's directed at Simba until the final fight, and that's when it's him relinquishing, like, him him as the main character and giving it to his daughter. Because everything always comes back to Simba in some way. And I don't think they intended for that, but I I think that he... That's, that's how I kind of feel about this, because so much of the movie is focused on what Simba is doing. And it's like, oh, and also Kiara ran off again. They don't do a good job of watching over her, do they? Timon and no. Pumbaa. This is the first one where Timon and Pumbaa don't have a song. Like, they get one in Lion King, one and a half, and then they have their own TV series, which we will be doing. <laughs> and they got some music in that, too. Oh, you're right. They don't have a song in this one, do they? Yeah, the freaking zebras, the antelopes get some music. I actually have in big words, that Deception, zebra, that antelope. <laughs> disgrace. That's how they sound. They sound like, uh, it's like good though. Like not yeah. Beyonce, like better. No, stop it, Brie. Stop it. You I just, I just listened. podcast trashing Brie. I just. Trash, trashing Beyonce. I just listened to that episode from you guys. <laughs> so I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah our lion king 2019 i honestly know i saw that movie since we did do an episode about it and i remember going to the theater but i cannot remember a thing about that actual movie oh i wonder if they'll do a lion king 2 now that that movie made like a billion dollars mm-hmm. i have i'm so proud to say i've never seen it i'm good oh good save save yourself <laughs> i 
I when I saw the trailer for the live action Lion King, I was like, have these people never seen a cat before? Like my cat is way more expressive than any of these people. Like I know when my cat is either upset or hungry or mad. She's very expressive and, you know, has expressions. Why aren't they moving their faces? <laughs> so I was it, like, hey, they've never met cats before. Well, let's talk about the Rotten Tomato score of this movie. It has a 62%. Yeah. Um, so Silskarel and Eber actually gave it a two thumbs up. Yes, you believe which that? Deserved. Yeah, I'm surprised they even were watching like direct to home video movies. That's why like, this day. one should have been released in theaters. It was that good. I mean, I mean, okay, Brie, Brie, is it because you're comparing it to some of the other things we've watched? No, this is a damn good movie. <laughs> I was asking Bree, not you, Hope. I mean, as the okay. residential furry here, this is a damn good movie. <laughs> Compared to the ones we've seen so far, it is superior. And I do have to say, when I was younger, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Like, it oh. was one of my favorite direct-to-home videos Same. out there. So maybe I am like you this time around. And I have my nostalgia rose-colored uh, glasses on with this movie. But I, I have to say the music's great in it. And I and like Kovu. And it's really smooth animation. Like, you, like it's, yeah. it's clear that it's not the hand-drawn animation that the original Lion King was. And I still say, like, original Lion King is a better-made movie. But, like, there's so much to like about this. I mean, honestly, my least favorite part is I'm not the biggest fan of Rafiki's song, but that's just because it's a little too on the nose. Yeah. It's a Which fun one? Uh, the one where he's just like, you're uh, Upindi. Like, you know, it's the love song. It, it's a little too on the nose for me, but that's just a personal thing is I like when Rafiki's more mysterious, not like, hey, I'm literally... You know that meme of the stick figure holding the two people and he's like, now kiss. Like, that's the, that's Rafiki in that song. He's pretty much just holding Kiara and Kovu and he's like, now yeah. kiss. That song reminded me a lot of, like, the, the genie. Something the genie would yeah, do. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. And I don't like the whole prophecy of the Mufasa. You know, Mufasa having that prophecy about them. That I think we could have done without. Oh, oh, I forgot about this line. Kovu, when he's like, Kiara, let's run away together. We'll make a pride <laughs> of our own. Yeah, they will. Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I did not notice that as a that. child. Bree, what did you say? I said, yeah, that one's... <laughs> I noticed that, but I was also in like middle slash high school <laughs> watching this. I was like, oh, snap. My favorite no, line so was... <laughs> My my favorite line growing up that I, I wrote, oh, damn, underneath it was Kiara to Simba going, you will never be Mufasa. And I wrote, oh, damn. <laughs> That's such a good line. Have you seen all the Lion Guard? Hope? I, I haven't watched. I, I watched a little bit, like more snippets here and there. It's a little bit on the younger side. Um, but yeah, I've, I've read some of the lore. The, I've read a lot of the lore. I like, watched the first 10 minutes of it. And I was like, oh, this is definitely not for me. This is for preschoolers. Yeah. But they did have a scene with Simba and Kiara and her little brother, Kion, which is just lion, but with a K. And he interrupts them and he's like playing around. Apparently, Kovu and Fiante, um, they make an appearance in season three and season one even. So in the season three premiere, Battle for the Pride Lands, Lion Guard and their friend, 
leave the Pride Lands to search for the Tree of Life after being injured while defeating Scar's spirit? Okay, so here we go. Because okay, I wait, 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 wait. What? Let me finish. Okay, one second. Thus explaining Keon's absence from Simba's Pride. Yes. Even though they never mentioned her freaking little brother. No, not at all. There was a very Wait. much Kiara's an only child. Mean, was fighting. Let's takes, go back. This movie takes place like three days. <laughs> let's go Wait, back, though. Fast movie. Wait, wait. Let's go. Scar's spirit? So what happens is there's... Scar <laughs> was originally a part of the Lion Guard when he was younger. Um, I might not have watched Lion Guard, but I sure as hell read the lore of it. Um, so he was originally a part of the Lion Guard which is the protectors of the Pride Lands. And there is some kind of curse that when you get that scar, it's a specific kind of curse that makes pretty much eat you alive and makes all your self-doubts become real, which is what drove him to being the villain that we see in the movie. Um, that curse is still lingering, and it starts getting into Keon when he gets his scar and his uh, his scratches and he starts his self-doubts start happening and growing and everything. So he doesn't want to destroy his family once he feels that he has that curse in him. And he has this kind of like snake venom inside him that's killing him too. So they're all like, oh, I guess we'll go off and find the tree of life or whatever. And Lion Guard, I think, ends like shortly before the adult timeline of Lion King 2, which is why... At some point, Vitani from The Outsiders becomes the new head of the Lion Card, but I don't know where in the timeline that happens. Again, I read lore, not actually watched the show. But there is this whole curse that goes on with the actual scar itself that, that drives so people. Complicated. Yeah, for like a preschool show. Like, I study animation. Like, that's my brand. And I'm sitting here going, what six-year-olds can follow this? Also, how much money do you want to bet that the Tree of Life ends up being the freaking Animal Kingdom tree that they made? It's well, not very it, it impressive. Would, There's it images of that, it. Right? It's not very. Oh. Yeah. It's not very okay. impressive. But he gets married and he's younger than Kiara. It's weird. Oh, well, I thought you meant the tree got married and I was like, what? No, sorry. <laughs> Keon, Keon gets married. Because the whole point of Dang. like, I like Scar not having a curse in it because he was just bitter yeah that means like simba like kind of killed or like led to the death of like a person not a person a cat <laughs> a lion that was like cursed and someone in innocent and it's not yeah. his fault that he was cursed but and but that's the whole point like because that's what i liked about like kovu or zira giving kovu the scar because she wanted to show how much he mirrors scar even though uh, he personally doesn't. And I think it takes away from that. It takes away from Kovu not becoming what everyone just saw like he would become just because he looked so much like Scar, you know? And, and you know, they kind of did that whole, like, um, a prejudice thing against him because he looks so much like Scar. Uh, Even you know, though he, he is not related to Scar, as I said, five times well, in this he movie. he looks exactly like him. Yeah, nope. They're like not related. This is in the South. It's fine. It's fine. They're lions. It's it's fine. I'm sure it happens in prides all the time. Right? Yeah. I mean, they don't care. I am not a zoologist. Me neither. But um, you know, I it, it does play in that whole fact. Like I, I that's why I liked about like you know, they could have even gone further with it. That's why I think the prophecy kind of takes a lot of it. Because I like that Kiara just sees him for him. Yeah. You know, when so many people just see him as Scar. 
you know, so, um, you know, I think that it shapes their relationship to be a lot stronger if it wasn't the whole faded idea. So okay. any other thoughts about this movie? It's so good. The animation's gorgeous. Zero's villain song is the best. I already said that. Kovu is hot and I admit it. Yes, I'm a furry. That's one of my notes. Okay, so one of the things I'd like to ask also, since we all saw this like when we were younger as kids, does it hold up? I think, I think it so. does. I think I was still entertained, even as an adult. I, I don't like, think the prophecy part of it holds up. But I think if you take that out and look at the rest, it's very strong. Yeah, I think as an adult, Timon and Pumbaa stuff, I, I forgot how much it was. Uh, they were in there. Uh, but even then, there are still lines that are really great from them. Um, I, d- I just forgot how fast this movie was. I, I forgot it was like three days of time, if that. Um, maybe two days. Um, so that that was the biggest thing for me is the pace was way faster than I realized from when I was in middle school and watching this. But yeah, I mean, it absolutely yeah. holds up. I love this movie. Okay. Um, Hope, can you tell people how they can find you online? Absolutely. Um, you can find me at geekygirlexperience.com. That's where I write all my reviews. I have an animation podcast called Hope Makes Chris Watch Cartoons. Um, which I have with my co-podcaster, Chris, and we're currently going through Gravity Falls, and I'm pretty much just making him watch all my favorite shows that I always reference to in our other podcast, which is J-Guys and Jedi, where we're going through Star Wars animation, and we are finishing up Rebels, and we're about to do Season 7 of Clone Wars, and then Resistance, and apparently the new Bad Batch show that's coming out. Oh, uh, Also, you can follow me on Twitter, at Hope Molinex. Great. And you can find us at thegeekywaffle.com, and you can see all our podcasts and blog post and follow us on social media right Bree? yes please follow us on social media and we also have a facebook community group called the geeky waffles it's so really come on fun. over you should totally yes, yes come we'll, join def- us. we'll ask us. about whether you found kovu to be hot yeah we'll I, make that a poll and so, i promise i'm not like a raging furry on twitter i'm just like you know <laughs> i'm like no no but like hey some people might want that hope. Here's the thing, and and I'm I'm not a furry. Nothing wrong with that, but I mean, Kovu's an attractive lion. Okay, well, on that note, thank you, Hope, and thank you, Bree. We hope you have a happily ever after until the sequel. <laughs>